Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and oughts in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Friends, runners, maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Welcome to episode eight. Today, I want to talk about running the season you're in and feeling good about it instead of feeling FOMO or what other mind drama might be coming up for you. I don't know of any other group of people who are as stats obsessed as us runners. Do you? You know, we post the distance we've run, we post our total run time, we dissect our split time. You might even be teasing out more information than that on your running watch. Listen, I'm definitely guilty of it myself. It's one part feeling like we belong to a club with built-in accountability and the best cheering squad ever. How many times have you read a post, for instance, by a fellow runner saying, all my friends ignore my running posts when they join the running group you're in. And it's also very importantly, a way to track our perceived progress by giving us hard data to compare ourselves to our run yesterday or the week before the month or year before. And of course, it's a way to compare ourselves to others, other runners, right? So what do we do when the stats leave us feeling negative about the whole experience? You know, the feeling of having been out running and looking at your watch, reflecting, well, that wasn't very fast or geez, I was faster last week, last month. What's going on? Like we're lagging behind or losing ground to our own previous performance. That's what we're going to talk about today. Today's quote It's from Dina's book. For those of you who don't know who she is, I'm referring to Olympic medalist Dina Castor, who wrote her memoir called Let Your Mind Run, Thinking My Way to Victory. And you heard that right, thinking my way to victory. And the quote that I want to share is by her coach, Terrence. And I'm sharing it because it really helps us focus on what matters. Dina reflects Anna's advice during her training for the 2005 Chicago Marathon when she was comparing her current stats to her stats a year before. Terrence tells her simply that no two training cycles are alike and that it was her job to run her best the season she was currently in and that there is no benefit to judging if she was better or worse than before. Her job was to find a way to be her best in this moment. I think it's great advice. And we should all find a way to be the best runner in this moment. It'll mean different things for all of us, of course. I've often shared about being a rehabbing runner in my running communities. 
rehabbing due to shin splints, stress fracture-like symptoms, and COVID the past year and more, and following that, then being a returning runner. And I think there's something so freeing in doing that because it lets us be honest about what other things are going on behind the scenes currently. So often we put blinders on and force ourselves to do workouts, diets, out of fear. You know, fear of not measuring up to certain expectations that we put on ourselves. And so we put external measures, speed, distance, number of workouts, for instance, on ourselves as a way to control the outcome, or so we think. Then we force these activities, new habits, at the cost of, I think, our mental well-being. We push ourselves using negative, berating self-talk when the going gets tough. And it works in the moment, but it comes with a cost, as I'm sure you know. Lack of joy, lack of happiness. I want you to consider that if the road you're currently on is full of harsh words and negative self-talk, then, my friend, the destination will be full of the same harsh words and negative self-talk. And it's no fun. I know, because that was my path for so long. Here's what works even better. Choosing a mindset that focuses on the positive because it naturally creates more positive in your life. After all, what we focus on, we attract. That's a basic premise of the law of attraction. And if the law of attraction is not your jam either, that's fine too. Then consider instead this quote by Harvard researcher Sean Acor, who in his book, The Happiness Advantage, taught us that happiness fuels success, not the other way around. And what does that mean? That means that you'll become successful once you're happy. That's an eye-opener, right? All right, so in the example of Dina, what she chose to do after her conversation with her coach was to acknowledge she was part of something bigger. That when she ran, she was exchanging energy with everything around her. She went from viewing the Colorado mountains as a source of inspiration and distraction to becoming a source of energy to fill her with strength. She pulled energy from the dirt and the ground, and this awareness added a richness to her running routine. This may seem a little tangential, for my topic, run the season you're in. But here's how I've applied it to my running and how you may benefit from it too. At the beginning of the month, June 2021, I ran the Deadwood Half Marathon. This was my first race in 18 months almost to the date. My last one before that, interestingly enough, was in the same area and it was the Crazy Horse Half Marathon. I tell you, Black Hills, South Dakota, Their races are worth traveling to. So pretty. Anyways, back to what I was talking about. So not only had I not been racing for a year and a half, but during that time frame, I've been rehabbing shin splints, potential stress fracture, although the x-ray didn't show any fracture, as well as long-haul symptoms from COVID, not been my highest mileage week. I share all this so you get a feel for how my training's been. Needless to say, it's not been my highest mileage week or anything. I'll tell you what has kept me grounded and positive has been daily gratitude and the mindfulness activities we practice daily 
inside my runner's mind. But that's a podcast for another day. All right. So going into the Deadwood Half Marathon, my mind was at peace with the fact that this first race in 18 months would probably become a run-walk race. And I'm not passing judgment or anything on anybody who chooses to run-walk a half marathon. From the get-go, I decided to focus on the mantra, run light, which to me meant short stride lengths, quick turnover to keep my feet in the air as much as possible. This would lessen the burden on my joints and muscles and bones, which frequently ache from double-digit runs. I tend to naturally take long, slower strides, which increases the impact on my joints and adds stress to my muscles. Now, the mantra, run light, stayed with me for all 13.1 miles. So much so, actually, I never glanced at my watch, which, by the way, I didn't even start till half a mile into the run. I know, amateur, right? (laughs) I didn't focus for the entire run on any external measure, really. I listened to the feedback from my body through each stride and managed my mind which around mile nine or so offered up, you know, you could walk now. And sort of just replied in my mind also with what thought will support me right now instead. And then I carried on. I won't go into race detail here, but of the eight half marathons I've run, this was the best aside from my very first half marathon, which was the best because it was the first. But I ran the Deadwood race, respecting the season I was in, and it felt great. I had minimal achiness, minimal soreness afterwards, and I truly believe it was due to running light and pulling energy from that. So my closing thoughts are, runner friend, run the season you're in, whether you find yourself being a rehabbing runner, a returning runner, a new runner, a tired runner, you name it. Find a way to be the best you in this moment. Chances are when you do that, you're running much closer to gratitude too. All right, that's it for today, my friend. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your runner friends or wannabe runner friends to give them a heads up on the whole running with gratitude experience. See you in the next episode. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.